being an optimistic person, we will win this uh, final and we will, you know, claim our cup back. Welcome to another Cricket Scotland podcast. I'm Jake Berry. And I'm Rosie Ryan. There are two big stories dominating the world of Scottish cricket this week, and we'll be reflecting on Scotland's magnificent performance in the T20 World Cup European qualifier and Heriot's win in the Eastern Premier League shortly. We'll be joined by Gary Heatley for that, of course, and we'll also be hearing from Moon Moogis as we look ahead to the Beyond Boundaries Women's Scottish Cup Finals Day, which takes place in Dumfries this Sunday. But first of all, that incredible performance from Scotland in La Manga, where the team finished at top of the table with four wins out of four. Jake, what did you think? Oh, it was stunning. Uh, I've got no other word for it. Um, when we look at the win over Ireland, I tweeted at the time, I cannot think of a bigger win in the entire history of Scottish women's cricket, and I still can't. Uh, I mean, if you bear in mind the context, what was riding on it, uh, the lack of international cricket in the run-up to it, for Scotland to beat Ireland in the way that they did, magnificent in the field, and then really turning on the gas at the end to win it with a full over to spare was just was just awesome, wasn't it? And it was that that impressed me the most and has been such a feature of the women's season as a whole, the positivity with the bat. As I've said on here before, Scotland has always been a good bowling team and in the field, but the intent with the bat, that desire not to squeak over the line but to dominate was the message that the players took into the Super Series and into the Women's Premier League too, for that matter. The Netherlands were being by six wickets with plenty to spare and then Germany by ten wickets and finally France with Megan McCull taking five for three best ever figures by a Scottish woman in a T20i. All in all, outstanding. Every player stepped up. I was hugely proud of them all. What did you make of it? Yeah, Jake, I can. I just want to express the exact same as, as you, really. And I'm just delighted for the whole squad and the support staff and, of course, Mark. And being his first ICT tournament with the team, I don't think he could have imagined it would have gone any better than, than it did. Well, I'm sure we'll have the chance to reflect on Scotland's performance in a little more depth in the episodes ahead. But let's turn back to Scotland, where the Eastern Knights won the girls' regional under-18 series. And as we welcome back Gary Heatley, Heriot's completed an historic Scottish Cup and Eastern Premier League double. Yes, that's right, Jake. The Golden Acre men had lifted the Cup on August 22nd, but they didn't have too long to celebrate after that one because they had a league title to win just six days later. On Saturday just gone, they were at home to mid-table Arbroath in their penultimate match of the league season, knowing that victory would give them the Eastern Premier crown for the first time since 2017 and Mark Watts side did that in some style in the capital sunshine Michael Sheen hitting a brilliant 102 not out and Darnest Mackay champion 87 as they posted 346 for 5 from their 50 overs batting first they then bowled our both out for 177 spinner Sheen taking the last wicket to spark celebrations after a 169 run triumph to date Heriots have won 12 of their 13 completed league matches in 2021 and have not lost in the competition since Irish Christophan won at Goldenacre on the opening day back in May. Heriots are likely to receive the trophy this coming Saturday at Portgar Place in Stockbridge when they take on old rivals Genius Grange to close out the season. The Heriots playing group features a crop of Scotland caps in the shape of skipper Mark Watt, Matthew Cross, Gavin Main and Adrian Neal, while players like Peter Ross, 
Michael Sheen, Hayes Vandenberg, Ryan Brown, Heath Morton, Joe King or Grade Elliott rather than have been there and done it before in terms of winning trophies. However, this term, other players like Lloyd Brown, Dernest Mackay Champion and youngster Ewan Hutchison have also stepped up to the mark and they've had to battle along the way to win this trophy. Other key members of the Heritage Success Story are President Robert Moore and scorer Chas Clark. And the latter was certainly a busy man on Saturday when Sheen and Mackay Champion were batting together. They came together at the crease with a score of 116 for four and helped it soar up to 262 for five before Mackay Champion was out for his highest ever first 11 score. The partnership of 146 was a club record for the fifth wicket and left-hander Sheen continued on his merry way to complete a century. The team were then clinical with the ball to secure the desired result. Sheen finishing with three for 18 and Neil three for 40 before the champagne corks could be popped. After the match, I caught up with Harry's captain, Mark Watt, and the director of cricket, Peter Ross. I'm uh, just ecstatic overall. Um, it's, been, it's been a long season. Um, I think we've um, dug ourselves out of some pretty tough situations throughout the year, and that's when the games count uh, towards the back end. Um, the likes of Migo, Gagne came in and got a 15, got us out, got us out of trouble. Um, game against Grange, you know, we dug, dug in and then fought our way through to a pretty crucial victory. Um, so it's all the games in the lead up to, to this one that that counts and that's why that's why we've been um, champions yeah and you've got you know, a strong squad I guess so squad players really helped you this year yeah availability has been unbelievable over this season so um, the main thing is just keeping the squad together and then um, hopefully um, with the number of years to come we can be you know, the best team in Scotland for, for the next uh, for a good few years to come if we keep the squad strong and together and just looking at today I was at 100 and odd for 4 and then Michael and Dennis McCartney had a good a good partnership was that key to this game? Yeah, absolutely. I think that partnership kind of just um, pushed it towards our favour. I thought um, our both bowled really well. The spinners bowled great up top um, and it was just about staying in the game. Um, and then we kind of set a platform and we know how destructive uh, Sheeny and DMC can be. So with that platform, with the, the ball strikes that we have coming in, um, we give ourselves the best possible option. And is that the... The key to the whole thing, I guess, the options that you have at different times in games that you can. I mean, yeah. team attacks, spinners, or different batsmen that have done different times at different times. I mean, yeah, the, the squad depth that we've got is just incredible. I mean, Lloyd Brown's a great spinner, and he's, he's hardly bowled a ball all season, so it just kind of shows how how much uh, squad depth we have with um, the seamers. You know, Gav, um, Gav, Adrian, Elliot, and Joey all bowling kind of three or four overs. You know, um, just shows um, how much squad depth we do have. And also, just for yourself. The captain of the team that's won a double must be pretty, pretty pleasing. Yeah, it's pretty pleasing. It's not a lot of well, pressure off, uh, a lot of pressure off my back. A lot of people expect us to do it, so mm. it's nice to go out there and actually perform and, and um, you know prove a lot of people wrong. Um, you know, a lot of people said that you know with this squad it doesn't mean anything. So I have to go out and win it. So and that's exactly what we've done. So very proud of the boys. Good stuff. It's yeah. a great achievement for the club. It's something that we've worked very hard towards. You know, over the past five years we've we've got into the habit of winning, and it's just great to see a really good club crop of players come through and deliver what the, you know they can yeah. so the clubs I think we're really happy it's a, it's a great success the past couple of weeks and Mark was saying obviously you know, there has been games where the team are up against I think Miguel Louis said and Gav made hit 50 games like that where everyone seems to have dug in this season and played their part when they had to absolutely and that's, that's been a big change I think this year that's really separated us is that we've had players who can deliver at any point you know if you look at the number of players who've, who've scored 50 this summer obviously we've had people like Crossy who's done some humongous innings but actually everyone's contributed especially with the ball we've got guys who are 
if someone else doesn't do it, then there'll be someone else who stands up. Mm. Um, so we just, I think we're in a really great place. And you know, other clubs will say, you know, obviously the strength and depth you've got here, but it seems to be over the last five years, just more. The, the spirit in the guys seems to be amazing here. That's something you work hard on, I guess. Yeah, that's something that, you know, obviously started with Keith. When he was in charge of it and myself, we, we worked hard to create a place that people wanted to come and play and then success just be success. We've got a great place, a great facility, but, but I think we've got a lot of guys of the same age who want to play together and that just makes it a great part of the club to be in. Hmm. And even guys coming through this year like Dennis McKay Champion, young Ewan Hutchinson getting chances in the ones as well, so there's young players coming through as well. Which is Absolutely, and that's something that we're, we're still striving to be better at, mm. is how we can bring more youngsters through, but, you know, Dines has, has stood up the past couple of weeks and delivered when we needed, and Hachi is someone who we know is a long-term future at the club, and we just want to keep pushing him forwards. Yeah. And there's other guys, you know, maybe haven't got the spotlight, like Seamus Brett in the first cup game at Ferguson, mm. who's played a lot of the games in the twos and is trying to push his way in the ones, he's done a good job as well, so... It's an area that we just keep trying to keep being better at. Yeah, and I guess uh, the same any good club is, you know, win the cup six days ago and the guys still go out and perform like that, I guess. It's the that, that want to win, that want to keep getting better, I guess. Definitely, and we've still got one game to go. And yeah. we're, we're determined to make sure that we finish the season the way we've played all summer. Um, but you're right, I think good teams, they just keep winning and that's what we're, we're really proud of. That's great. Thank you very much. Thank you, Gary. Cheers. Many congratulations to Heriots on their fantastic season. Their success is very well deserved. But there's still one more week to go in the East. Gary, some big questions still need to be answered. Yes, and the biggest question remaining to be answered is who will finish in the relegation spot? Will it be currently 10th place Meagle or 9th place Stuart's Melville? The two sides will meet at Victory Park in a massive match on Saturday with the winner staying up and they go into it on the back of mixed fortunes in their last games. On Saturday just gone, Meagle were bowled out for just 82 by Ruthless Grange side in Edinburgh who then went on to win by eight wickets, while Stu Mel gave himself a lifeline with an amazing one-run win over RHC in relief. 89 from Michael Miller helped Stu Mel post 214 for eight, batting first. And then RHC's home three lay with James Dickinson, but he fell for 66 with six runs still needed to win the game, and bowlers Joe Newman and Callum Steele held their respective nerves in the 49 and overs, as Stephen Parker's Stu Mel got home by the skin of their teeth as the visitors finished from 213 for nine. So Stumel kept themselves in the race and yeah, the Meagle Stumel game this weekend is going to be massive. And there's still plenty of cricket ahead in the Western Premier Division too, Jake. Uh, yes, indeed. There are now three rounds to go and questions remaining at both the top and bottom of the table. Clydesdale are still out in front after a hard-fought win over West of Scotland at Hamilton Crescent. Paddy Barber's side looked well set after posting 227 for eight in the first innings. Richie Barrington scoring an unbeaten 97, while Callum Dutia took four for 33. But the hosts went down fighting, John Oliver scoring 51 not out as West fell just 11 runs short. And second place Fergus Lee came through a tough test too, eventually beating Uddingston by four wickets after Mo Oasis 62 had taken his side to a total of 165. Some alarm bells rang in the reply as Fergus Lee fell to 79 for four, but Adil Gaffar's 49 in a partnership of 48 with David Stafford settled any nerves as they got comfortably over the line in the end. Third place Prestwick continued their winning streak at home to Langside in a real low scorer, successfully defending their total of 102 by bowling out the visitors for just 42, while Stirling County prevailed over 8th placed Pollock by 93 runs thanks to half centuries from Brandon McMullen and Matthew Tweedy. But it was at the final game of the weekend that one of the biggest stories emerged. 
hoping to take advantage of Pollock's defeat was second bottom Dumfries, who looked well-placed to overtake their rivals after posting 231 for eight, their highest score of the season at Greenock. However, the match was then abandoned at the halfway point after one of the home players received notification of a positive COVID test. The WDCU are investigating the circumstances around the incident, which, if the no result stands, would leave Dumfries in the relegation zone. Either way, though, their next game at home to Stirling County is a massive one for the club. Well, let's look ahead now to the big event of this week, the Beyond Boundaries Women's Scottish Cup Finals Day, which takes place at Nunham on Sunday. Women's Premier League champions Carlton will be looking to emulate Heriots by winning their own league and cup double, while Grange and West of Scotland will be making their first ever appearances at this stage of this competition, alongside George Watsons, who won the trophy back in 2017. In 2018, the year before West of Scotland's women's team played its first game, the tournament was won by a composite team representing the West, which included in its ranks a mother and daughter in the shape of Moon Mugis and Neymar Sheikh. Moon will be cheering Neymar on as she plays for West of Scotland this time out, and she joined us to look ahead to what is always a great day in the Scottish cricket calendar. First of all, though, she shared some of her memories of that day back in 2018. First of all, I would like to thank you for having me. Um, it was um, great uh, because, you know, most of all, uh, most importantly, I was playing with my daughter. I was sharing the dressing room with her. And this is the one of the, you know, uh, very, very, you know, uh, biggest memories for me. Uh, apart from that, uh, I really liked, uh, you know, the atmosphere within the dressing room and among the players. And I was really thrilled to play among, uh, you know, such a nice bunch of players. And um, I re never really realized that the captain would, you know, uh, told me to opening the bowling and everybody was so motivating and uh, that encouraged me to play, you know, further along as well. So here I am playing, uh, you know, three, four, since the last two, three years. So it was uh, a very, very good experience for me overall. And talking about experiences, Moon, for those who are listening to you for the first time, how did you get involved in cricket? Um, actually, uh, I have been a cricket lover since my childhood. I have played some cricket in Pakistan with softball and with hardball as well. Uh, I'll just cut the long story short. And, you know, because, you know, I went into studies, got married, and that was it for me in Pakistan. So when we came here, uh, one of our friends, she told me to visit this, you know, uh, men's table competition. And uh, it was there when we met you, and there was one other uh, lady as well. And uh, I was just batting, and uh, you saw me batting over there, and you came and you said, oh, you bat really well, and then you bowled me a few balls. And then, you know, uh, I, I, I don't know if you remember that or not, Rosie, but I do remember that. So you told me, okay, so these are the platforms from where you can actually, you know, play cricket. And you told me that you are really good. So you should go ahead and join, you know, these clubs and they will help you, you know, to pursue your passion or your cricket. So then we joined West of, uh, me and my daughter, we joined West of Scotland Cricket Club. And uh, initially, initially I uh, went uh, there just to have my daughter uh, play over there. And then all of a sudden they were short of some players at that particular practice day. There were less players. So I just grabbed the ball and I started to bowl. And there were there was this another, you know, uh, lady, Charlotte. Uh, she saw me bowling and she said, my God, you are so good. Would you like to play for us? 
I said, absolutely, yes, I would love to. So, you know, she motivated me as well. And uh, we were, I think that was a week before the semifinals. And she took me in and uh, I played the semifinals and the finals and I really uh, enjoyed it and we won it. So this is how my hard work cricket started and my daughters as well. I guess I'm uh, more upset at the moment that I didn't nab you for my own team um, and I wasn't thinking uh, properly there was a really but anyway we'll, we'll leave that there um, we've seen you know the wee bash summer edition really take off in particular this year um, you know particularly in the west with Kilmarnock, Aaron Semsa joining in on the fun um, I guess with East Colbride how has it helped your team in particular over you know the summer with because you play softball, don't you, with East Kilbride? And how has that helped the, the team at developing your women and girls section at East Kilbride? Um, it's just that, you know, uh, we have tried to um, a kind of market, uh, done the marketing for our cricket, you know, club. And we have, uh, you know, um, sent brochures out in the high schools and the primary schools. And we have got this uh, gentleman by the name of um, Derek, and he goes into the schools and, you know, uh, kind of uh, gives the coaching to uh, the kids over there. So uh, we just, you know, with few ladies interested, they were initially the moms who were interested to play cricket uh, when they saw me and Neymar playing. So uh, they wanted to come along. We, in the, you know, you'll be uh, very amazed to know that I have been literally going to each and every, you know, uh, uh, lady I know, you know, would you like to come and play, you know, give it a go. And I have been successful. I mean, it's been, it, it has taken one or two years, but now we have a team. And I am um, really, really happy that I've been able to motivate, it, motivate other, uh, you know, people. And uh, initially, I think they were uh, maybe uh, less confident. They, they would not come and play and something like that. But they have eventually come. Uh, and play the game and um, yes we have got uh, a team of you know mixed players we have got two youngsters now and it's really kicking off you know uh, the image of women cricket especially I'm not talking about you know other clubs but in, especially in East Kilbride uh, there are uh, more and more girls interested to come and play and hopefully you'll have uh, two or three new recruits for the Warriors next year fingers crossed <laughs> Well, we can definitely see the benefits, and even myself turning up at the wee bash, I can see um, how many you've managed to recruit, Moon. So, so well done to you, honestly. It's great to see. And and you've been whilst you've been playing the wee bash, um, your daughter Nema has also been scoring runs and getting wickets at the same time in regional and age group Scotland games. How has that been for you to watch? Um, being a mother and being a cricket fan, it's really fantastic. You know, that feel I cannot explain, I, I just cannot explain that in words. Because it was my passion. We are actually a cricketing team, you know, family. My husband plays tape ball. My son is also a very good player. And I never wanted to impose, you know, something which I liked. But I'm really lucky that Nema, you know, she has got this thing that she is in love with cricket as well. So that's a bonus for me because, you know, if I want to do something extra, I would like to play cricket in the back garden or if you're going out. And the same kind of thing is with, you know, my daughter and my son. So that's, you know, that's kind of benefit for everyone and, you know, improving their skills whenever we are going outside or somewhere. If you want to do something else, we would say, OK, cricket. And everyone says cricket. So it's amazing. You know, I, I never wanted to uh, push Neymar to play cricket and I have never pushed Tim or my son to play cricket. It's their choice, and I'm happy 
uh, they are enjoying it and when they enjoy it they can flourish and they are flourishing i'm really happy about that what are your thoughts about then the the final down in in dumfries of course and the other teams that uh, that west of scotland will be facing so um about the other teams about range i really don't know uh, you know their players but i can uh, comment on the carlton team and another one i think you know carlton has a, a good chance against um, the other team because i was just having a look at their scores although they won their match but out of their 97 runs i was just looking at their scores with 30 extras so uh carlton has a very good chance against uh, you know winning their semi-finals uh, so hopefully, I think we would be able to play them against in the finals. And being an optimistic person, we will win this uh, final, and we will, you know, claim our cup back. Min McGuiss there, and you can catch the whole finals day on the Cricket Scotland live stream, which begins with the first semi-final at ten thirty a.m. on Sunday. And so, to round things off, as always, what are you looking forward to in the week ahead? Well, for me, it's got to be the big match at the bottom of the Eastern Premier on Saturday, as I mentioned, with Meagle taking on Stuart's Melville. Uh, when the teams met back in July, Stuart won by six wickets in Edinburgh. But this encounter in Perthshire will probably come down to nerves and desire, you imagine, and could be a very close close affair. So, yeah, it'll be a really interesting one to watch, and that's certainly what I'll be doing this afternoon. And for me, apart from finals day, it's a huge game in the Western Premier Division when Fergus Lee take on Prestwick at Meikle Riggs. Looking at Clydesdale's fixtures over the next two weeks against Langside and Greenock, it really is a must win for the Paisley team. But if they come through it, it is likely to set up a winner-takes-all clash for the title between the top two on the final day of the season. Fingers crossed for the weather as we move into September. Well, plenty of good stuff to occupy us next week anyway. But that's it from us this week. Thanks to all of our guests and to you, as always, for listening. Until next Tuesday, from the three of us, goodbye! <laughs>